You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag What's Your RD? Keeping the people informed and engaged. I'm here with co-host Chris Connections. What's good? And we've got a very, very special guest in the building tonight here. Um, author of three books now, soon to be. Yes. Yeah, uh, as well as world famous, respected, heavily sought after, you know, the man with the plan, uh, Chef Max Hardy. How are you? What's going on? How's everything? Thank you for having us. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Yes, yes, baby. Man, you know, um, honestly, too, I remember the first time I came across you, I was like, man, you know, this is dope. You know, we got somebody who is not only um, putting on for the chef community, but also uh, very, very much including the social component of, of business into the business, you know, right from the beginning. You've always been somebody who, even as you are like growing and, and, and moving, you're still including that, you're still being inclusive with the knowledge, inclusive with the information. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important, you know, like as, as chefs and business owners, I think that's, you know, um, a part of our give back out the gate, you know, so whatever I could do to really push that and help in that arena, I think it is really good for the community, good for the people. Um, and then good for business, man. Keep you, keep you, you honest. So, we, like, at the end of the day, right? You know, we were just in a picture. I, I, I consider you one of the top chefs. You, um, the first book with Amare in terms of just discovering was utilization in the body, and then the second with uh, Brother Marley here. And right now, I'd probably say you you're right at the top, top chef. Period. Right. I mean, I want to say that you in the room, so yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Period. Right, right, right. Well, well, you also uh, congratulations because you also got uh, won some awards here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, from a news news publication, so that's a big deal too as well. Yep, yep. yep. No, it is important, man, and and I I think you know um, when I said I wanted to be a chef and and start working at going to be a chef, I was like I got to be one of the top chefs out there in the country. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to do, you know, just gunning for that. And this year we got named top 16 best in the country by the New York Times, which was, okay. you know, a big honor. Um, so, you know, we we just continue rocking. I think we got a long way to go. But um, some of those accolades, you know, to truly tell the testament of how hard, you know, the work I've put in over the years. And so it's been good. <clears throat> Man, I love that, though. Like when you set a goal and you go after it and oh, yeah. you just get it. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's important, man. Like. You know, that's one of my things. I don't really have New Year's resolutions or whatever. Just every year, I'm like, all right, here's the goals that I'm going to do throughout the year and, you know, the you week. Knock and, the boys off. And knock them out, yeah. yeah. What, what, brings you, what brought you back to the city? You know, I was in New York, man. I got, you know, burnt out of being um, in New York, rocking at that that level for so long. It was like, all right, let's 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 get back to um, family, get back to the true, my true background. And, and I just wanted to come back to a city where you know where i can get some love and show some love from all the things i've learned all over the country um you know how how unfair would it be to me if i didn't come back to the city and bring some culinary passion and and love to the city i was from what's the what's the biggest difference you would say between those two cities and just chefing and working 
Something about Miami, you know, I started in Miami, and it went from Miami to New York, uh-huh. um, a little bit of L.A. Um, so that's some huge weather shit. Yeah, yeah, no. So, <laughs> you went from cold right, to hot, right, cold to right, hot. Right. <laughs> the difference is, you know, I think the passion and love um, from New Yorkers in the culinary world is a lot different, oh. right? You know, here, you ask a guy when you walk in the kitchen where his knife kid at, and, you know, he looking at you crazy. <laughs> or where his chef jacket at, he looking at you crazy. In New York City, you know, like, they come in that bitch with a whole, you know, toolkit worth of, you know, knives uh, and equipment. So they just take the passion and the the, the skill. The custom of, apron and everything. Yeah, huh? you know, it's, it's a different passion, you know. So that's, that's something I think that, you know, that we're struggling with as trying to become that food mecca. But um, something, you know, I think, you know, Godwin and I and some of the other chefs in the, in the city of Detroit need to really bring back. Yeah, and, you know, outside of it being one of the cold, coldest winters, supposedly, uh, it's, it's been looking pretty pretty mild out here. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 no. Yeah. No. So you you um you should mention uh Miami. So as I understand you came in, up in Florida, right? You got into culinary but with the culinary programs in mm-hmm. high school and then from there you um what what actually got what was the first like I guess kind of celebrity-ish thing that you did? Like was Man, it- so when I knew uh I wanted to be a personal chef I had said something in high school, um, you know, I played, you know, high school basketball and then they interviewed me one day before a big game. Were you dunking on them? I was. Okay. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was 45 pounds lighter, but, um, uh-huh. <laughs> I had said, you know, I wanted to, the media and the news knew I wanted to go to culinary school and be a chef. And so uh-huh. I had said I wanted to be a personal chef for, um, Michael Jordan. Okay, dope, dope. But it was almost at the end of his career, you know, when I was getting out of high school. So it was like, damn, you know, he'll be <laughs> Got to find retired. somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I said that my senior year in high school, and then um, it's crazy how it came full circle becoming, you know, chef for Amari. But to answer your question, the first person um, I cooked for that was, you know, notable. Speak your goals into existence. Yeah, but I was in culinary school at the time, and it used to be a, a, a book where you go, and it had, like, jobs for the, the week. Uh-huh. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for a chef, you'll call Johnson and we'll say, hey, I'm looking for a caterer this weekend. I'm looking for a chef to come over and cook in my house. <sighs> so I knew the book came out on Thursday for the weekend. So I'll go, and I'll take the whole book, and I'll go through it uh-huh. and tear all the all the job listings out before anybody else <laughs> got to it. Yes, and so, you. yeah, so I went and did that one day. And it was for John Walsh from America's Most Wanted. Are you serious? Yeah. So um, it was like a twenty five hundred dollar gig. Okay. Um, I didn't have a bank account. Uh, um, I didn't. I was only nineteen twenty, so I didn't have a car. I have. Um, I was old enough to buy liquor. So the party was a, a cocktail party. So it was like, hey, we need wine. We need some champagne. We need you know service staff. Yeah. I'm living in the dorm room, so I put a, a note on the dorm room door that said "close for renovations for the day." So I went in there, cook. I made a menu out of my culinary book. Um, I asked my RA, "Can I borrow this car?" I hired girls from from school that were servers. Get it done, and man, we man. made it happen. My mom got the wire. She had. I told them to wire it to this account. It was my mom account. She shot me the money. Um, and she bought the wine. Right? <laughs> you know, so you know that's how it kind of started. Um, and that's kind of where the passion and hustle came in, mm, from, yeah. you know, wanting to be, um, be the best in, in this, in this arena. So, you know, to all you people out there putting out those motivational quotes and meme pictures, you know, those quotes don't work unless you do. You know, let that be <laughs> <Right>. a lesson. <laughs> right. You know, right. And just right. start talking right here. You know, yeah. you have to get out there and do it. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. You have to, man. That's a part of, that's a part of 
how do you build your success? Absolutely, absolutely. So then you came, um, went in, and um, did you did you like? I know you and Amari are close now, right? You guys are pretty tight. Yeah, no, nah, we had, together. Yeah, no, nah, we had a pretty you know good relationship, um, working client relationship, and then we um, you know developed just. The cookbook, and then we did so much together. Um, you know, we I helped him with his foundation, and you know, a lot of travel appearances, and it was so much. And like, it became, you know, his life become your life, your life become his life, because uh, you're there every day. You know, you're the first mm. person he sees when you when we wake up, and I'm the last one he see when he go to bed at night. So, um, you know, that we became really good friends, and now today we, you know, we still chat. Today he called me, asked me, could I call and see if he can get in culinary school you want to be a chef now so <laughs> um, you know but that's fun that's how you know that's how you you know relationships develop and, and go i got you i got you uh, so what projects you currently working on right now man we got a couple in the works um we're working on a new restaurant um i can't release the name of it yet okay. um but it's coming uh, that'll be launched by May, April, May. Where's it at? It's here. It's um, here. Yep. Okay. It's going to be in Harmony Park. Oh. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah. where, where at? Can you say? <laughs> Can you say? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, got a little interest. Right, right. <laughs> I got, I've been getting phone calls for the last month. Like, chef, we waiting for it. I'm like, I know, just, it's coming. Um, so we got that. And then we're working on a, a cookbook. Um, uh, new one, kind of just to tell the story of the Motor City through food, you know, okay, like how, okay. you know, the migration from the south to the north um, and what did that do for the city of Detroit? You know, like everybody just know music and automotives. But, you know, mm. I think, you know, kind of telling the story through music, food and automotive is, is in a way. Um, and then I wanted to bring in some of the chefs that's been here. Right. And pay homage to them and have them in the book and give them some shine, let them do some recipes that, you know, that was true, significant to Detroit. Okay. Um, Shout out to Godwin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, because uh, I think that's important, man. People always say, like, uh, well, you know, Chef Max just got here and, you know, he's killing the game, but it's been yeah. guys that's been here a long time, you know, doing their thing, right? Who made the Maurice salad. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. And so, um, you know, so I want to include some of those chefs in there, um, and give them some dew and then shine and, you know, hey, you know, show them like, all right, chef, I can come write a cookbook. You can too. Um, mm-hmm. so we got that. Um, I'm releasing the spice line next week. Um, so we got about 42 different spices, uh-huh. um, that we'll be releasing. Um, you know where, um, uh, where at? Is yeah. So it, yeah, it, it'll house on Amazon out the gate. Okay. Um, and then Whole Food, Fresh Market, all those stuff that would be, you know, international. Okay. Um, and then some of your local shops. And then, of course, you can buy here at, at Coop and um, all the restaurants and so forth. So Okay. Yeah, okay. so we working, man. We got a couple of things out there. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I see. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> you know, right. I, w- I would like to... Yeah, grab some of those spices when they're available. Yeah, know? no, for sure. It's really cool because like, it's going to be um, pretty much like Caribbean, but, you know, really getting deaf. Like, so there'll be an African line. There'll be a Caribbean line. There'll be a mm. Latin line, um, a, a Southern line. So just kind of give you so different. you touching on all the different cultures. Yeah, no, because that's, you know, I just think that's important, you know, um, and kind of just take you on a, if you can't go to some of these countries and, you know, mm-hmm. you're cooking kind of takes you on that, that ride, so. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man, so what, what, I may have asked this, uh, um, what actually, how'd you, you and Amari meet? 
Um, one night I was cooking for Fabulous, and um, so, so casually, I know, did you know? <laughs> I was cooking for Fabo one day. Yeah, and uh, Amari walked up, and I was <laughs> yeah. And so like his his agent was there, and um, he was uh, getting ready to go out and do an event, and um, his agent called and said, "Hey, chef, you know, Amari Sadamari's looking for um, someone to cook for him tonight." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool, no problem." I was like, "But it's already eleven o'clock." He's like, yeah, he's not going out to one, so um, he wants you to come over to the house and drop dinner. So I was already headed home, so I rushed to the store and grabbed some stuff, and we already had some stuff on the truck. And uh, we got there and made a five-course meal for 10 guys, and um, I really didn't even talk to him much that night. Um, I was talking to his agent and some of the other guys. Rudy Gay was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Rudy Pierce Gay? Was, yeah, Paul was, Pierce? Yeah, it was like a lot of guys there. there. Yeah, no, yeah, it was some big timers there. Um, and man, we stayed in touch after that night. And then um, about six months later, they called and said, "Chef, would you be interested to come into LA and cook for him while he's training?" That's a good ass meal, um, right there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got the call to come out there. I shot out there and uh, cooked for him for seven days. And this was a time when the big three was trying to figure out, you know, where they were going. So it was mm-hmm. Amari Wade. Um, mm. LeBron, um, they were all trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do and kind of deal that's put together. And, um, so every day it was a different team he was meeting with. And so I was just cooking for that and while he was training. And the last day I approached him like, Hey, you know, let's talk about, you know, me being a personal chef. And he's like, shit, that's down. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, about a week later, I got a call like, Mari wants you to move to New York. We signed to New York. And I'm like, okay. And, um, they put some bread on the table and, I was like, I'm out. So, <laughs> um, so you were with him for about five, up, five six years? Yes, right? I was with him five years, um, six years, um, but four years um, straight through and then um, off and on for a year. Um, you know, as my company started, you know, building, you know, I kind of right. scaled back a little bit. But, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, okay. so it was good. What, what was the bag like? Can you tell us? Uh, <laughs> No, because I asked them to come and get me. No, <laughs> no, it was good, man. It, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people want to be personal chefs, and when you get to that personal chef mark, you know, you you know, you're you're two hundred plus, and so um, you know, so you start making a few dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, something to shake too, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but you you know, for me, it was like, all right, you in the the mecca, you know, um, you know, you get an opportunity to run around with you know, hundred million dollar man at the time was uh was pretty cool you know every night you had a different event you know different people coming over every night you know you walk in the house and you know it's all kind of celebrities there and you know having dinner and kicking it so um it becomes really fun and and, and different so but not good times so so how did that work exactly did would you just be cooking for primarily him or he always just had a crew that you cook for no so it's his family um before he was married it was just pretty much him and the assistant and the bodyguard and then it became um where it was him and the family, and then okay. the assistant, the bodyguard. So like six people. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, some days it was game day, just breakfast and lunch. We would normally go to dinner afterwards, but after the game. But um, so would yeah. it be? So would it be like a surprise, or you just had menus made out? And yeah, you no, pick I, for the menu. Or yeah, so I work? would normally submit a menu on Sunday. Okay. So I hear here's the menu for the week. Um, or, you know, this is kind of my, my vision for the week. We're going to do Asian one day, Italian one day. Okay. So I'll lay it out like that. Just because you think, you know, three meals a day, six days a week, mm-hmm. you know, that shit can get boring. You right, know? right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what I was like, thinking. Like, <laughs> and for me, man, like, you know, you, know, you think, you know, 
you're doing that 300 days, you know, a year. Right. Like, that's a lot of creativity, you know. So, um, you know. That's how it would seem. That's what I was thinking. Like, man, I go home and I can't. Can't even think of what to cook for myself right, half the time. Right, right. Right. Yeah, I, I Let alone professionally for somebody. Right. I yeah, gotta no. give you your props. You know, it's, yeah, you. it's difficult to be creative. Like, I can't write anything after leaving the restaurant. And right. you like writing books and like doing stuff. So. You know what? Because like, that's, you know, like for me, when I did the first book, it was like, all right, when I'm making, when I'm cooking for them, I'll just write those notes when I finish cooking. Right? Oh, so so, you can, oh, that's smart. Yeah. So as soon as I finish cooking, I'll just have my laptop there, and I'm like, okay, I made sea bass, and da 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 da, da. and then you know, yeah. I come back and do the same thing for lunch, and I come back and do the same thing for dinner. So you're thinking you're writing, but by the time I get home, I'm just, all I'm doing is just tightening up, and you know, uh-huh. next thing you know, you got a hundred recipes in two weeks. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. but no, it is it is tough, and that's why it took me so long to write this third book because I was like kind of in a creative funk, you know, like damn, like what I'm gonna do next, you know. Um, so I was like, all right, do I do a Caribbean book? Do I do a weed cookbook? Do I do a vegan cookbook? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's next? And so, right, right. and I'm always trying to find the hottest trends and what's, you know, what's yeah. relevant to, to really write a cookbook because books don't really do that well anymore. You know, they do well online, but nobody's really going to buy books anymore. Um, not like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's more for, you know, marketing and I got you. next level. Hey, you know, Anything you can sell is a good thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna t- out there. It'd be good. All right. We're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna find out a little bit about some of your food experiences here. We're gonna go into a little bit about what you cooked, who you yeah. cooked for, and uh, sure. a little bit more when we return on Refrigerated Diaries. All right. So that was Chandelier Street Lights by the Brother Vega. I like that. Uh, Beats, uh, shout out to the Beats Tricky Trips, and, and you can um, locate the Brother Vega on Instagram, Moon Murder Vague, M O O N R U N N E R V E G. All right, you know, check us out. We always love supporting, and uh, the brother's going to be on for a future episode of uh, Refrigerated Diaries here. Yes, sir. So let's get back into it. Here we're with the world renowned Chef Max Hardy. What's the delay? What is up, brother? Hey, man. It's good to be here. Two two books down, one book to go. Uh, restaurant on the way. Restaurant in the, in, in, I guess, in way right now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, doing well. Yeah. Um, talk to us. So how, how's, how do you keep all this together? Man, I, every day I wake up and I just thank God I can keep it together. Uh, but, you know, just having a good team. And really just having, you know, um, a good support system and keeping the right people around you to keep you positive, keep you pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, you know, half the battle is having good people around you, you know, to keep you good energy, keep you keep you positive, keep you pushing. I co-sign that hard. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, that's important. That, that energy is a big one, oh, too. Man, energy you know. is the king. Yeah, 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 it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, no. When you, when you have people that's, you know, mentally, you know, drowning you, you know, it's hard for you to um, – to make it back from that, so mm-hmm. I try to just kind of you know keep it keep it together and like that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what what would you say your end goal is? Then at the end of the day, what do you want to end up with? You have your team, your restaurants. Yeah, man. I, I say you know I always people always ask me. And I'm like, well, I want to be the black in Rogasi, right? Okay. And so that's the 
the end goal, you know, to do everything I possibly could do in this field. Okay. Restaurants, books, knives, um, TV shows, TV shows, you know, traveling over the world, you know, and, and just impacting culinary school, you know, so I just wanted to do it all. Anything I can put my hands into um, in the culinary world, then that's where I want to go with it. Okay. You know. so- so do you see yourself who who do you see as your rival? Like if you had to have a cook off, little competition, wow. <laughs> who would that be? Um damn. Rival. Um I don't I won't say rival. I mean who I would love to who you love to, to, to probably battle. Yeah. Um I, I would probably say oh, Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would say Emerald, but like you know, what I'm saying, I think Emerald's you know he's older now. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, you, no, I, no, I'll say this: who I would love to be in the kitchen with and, and just cook and and just go, you know, have some fun with. Yeah, it would probably be uh, be Emerald, uh, Bobby Flay, uh, okay. Marcus Samuelson. Um, he's coming here. Yeah, you know, if I if I had to battle somebody and and like like who you gonna battle for the yeah. for the chip? Who the, who would, you gonna battle for the chip? I would go I would go head up with Mark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's so, what's up? You know, you're talking about you know probably the most accomplished black chef right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know if I'm gonna go for it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you though. Oh yeah. So um, we are on the refrigerated diaries. <laughs> you know we got. Get behind the food with you here. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of these food experiences? Uh, you know, like most awkward food experience and most excellent food experience. Uh, most excellent food experience. I got a chance to do the the release of Duce before Duce came out, before the, the world saw it. Oh, straight up? Yeah, I was uh, in Cognac. I'm a Duce drinker. Yeah, I was in Cognac um, at the Chateau where they produced it at. Mm. And... Um, I was able to, you know, do a dinner for them and just kind of do a whole tasting of Duce. But I, Grandma Ye is my drink. So I went to the Grandma Ye um, factory mm-hmm. and I had lunch and dinner there. Um, and so it's a 12-course dinner, everything infused with Grandma Ye. You know, like so from um, how does, how does, all the way to... You know, to the dessert course, you know, um, it's, it's all infused with Grandma Ye. And you drinking Grandma Ye during the time. So it could have been I was drunk because I had to drink, <laughs> you know, so many rounds of Grandma Ye. It's 12 tasty. courses, though? Yeah, 12 courses, man. It is really, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, man. Yeah. So I need that, though, in my yeah, life. That's probably one. And then, you know, I had a chance to uh, represent the U.S. and um, in Dubai for a whole month. So I went mm. to the UAE and I went to different cities, um, Alaland, um, Abu Dhabi, Dubai. And so each one I was hitting different, you know, whatever their markets were. So when mm. I got to Abu Dhabi, man, they had this market that's probably a mile long, a seafood market. And mm. you go pick up your best, your, your freshest seafood, whatever you want. And you take it to a restaurant, they fry it, grill it, however you want. Um, and just never have anything that fresh right out the water, you, mm. you know, and stuff still alive. Sounds, yeah. yeah. So mm. that, that was probably my two favorite things. Um, my worst food experience, uh, I probably in New York, um, just seeing and really knowing that, you know, New York has so much amazing food. Mm-hmm. So when you get a bad meal in New York, it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, you know, cause like in New York, they post oh, the, the letter grades are posted, yeah, right? So yeah, you see yeah, the, yeah. So 
Um, Try before you buy it. Just going to you know pizza place and they open the pizza oven and there's a fucking rat in the pizza oven. Oh no! You know, like that was like, oh my gosh, come on, like you know. New um, York is known for that stuff, though. Like, don't they? No, yeah, it's but nasty you, out there. Yeah, but you, you, know, you can't have it in your pizza oven. I right? know, right? Yeah. That's a little. Yeah. It, it might not have been. All of you know. But yeah, you know that that was probably trash on the streets in New York. Is all I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, no, yes, yeah. it's, 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 it's uh, a sidewalk for right, That's the flavor in the bagels, <laughs> right? <laughs> that they do have the best bagel in, in the world. So. I know the yeah. one time I went out to Italy and I didn't know how their food was. There, yeah. so when I got some pizza, yeah. it didn't have no sauce on it. Oh yeah, threw me completely yeah. off. It had like right, right, right. sauce, yeah. raw vegetables, yeah. and I was yeah. like, man, this is the worst pizza I ever tried in my life. Yeah, but you, you <laughs> ask them, you know, they'd be like, oh, this is amazing because we so used used to you know homie howies or yeah, it's so much pizza. more with our stuff. But man, see, I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and and because they they like, oh wow, the dough. You know, everybody's so caught up in the dough, not the sauce and um, the you know, dough, the fresh, fresh cheese yeah. and. Fresh mozzarella, so you know. I don't know. I grew up here, so right. <laughs> Give I them need, pizza. Right? I need the meat. So, right. I need about Caesars. Three to four right. different meats on there, <laughs> right, at right, least. Right, right. Yeah, some onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're working with the the youth quite a bit. You know, you you worked with with them in, in uh, New York and um, uh, and Miami mm-hmm. uh, here in Detroit. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you you find that that when you like working with folks, they they missing out on. Like, what are some some uh, things you can let, let us know? We should really be mindful of. Where, I mean, where is you, from the pro? When you think about some like you know some of the kids and in, in the community, um, I'm always mindful of working with the youth and the communities because I think that gives them a different look. Right? Mm-hmm. They see a chef, you know, that looks like them. It gives them, you know, opportunity to see a whole different different light. Because, you know, us growing up, you just saw basketball players, police, doctors, nurse, drug dealer. Right? That was the mm-hmm. path, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for me to make it out as a chef and, and it can inspire and be around kids and show them, you know, culinary arts is a way of life. You know, it teaches you, you know, time management, functionality, you know, how to wear a uniform, how to cook and take care of yourself, mm-hmm. and, you know, like. I think people always think of like cooking as just, all right, I'm just going to cook a meal. But no, it's so much more, you know, that they give you, gives you life skills. And so I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I teach kids how to cook because it gives you a bigger outlook on life other than just, you know, making a cheeseburger. Oh, right? yeah. So, yeah, life skills is important. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, that's <laughs> very important. If you think about cooking, like, you know, like, you know, those are. Cooking is one of them, you yeah. know. Like, I mean, it sounds know. simple though, but yeah, no. I feel like school don't really teach you like much life skills growing I mean, up like that. Like, no, you got you know, it took out home ec. So, what do yeah. kids do now? How, How do you feel learn? about that, man? You still got home ec down in Florida? Not really, you know. Like, they have a, in some schools have culinary, you know, mm-hmm. shows too, though. <laughs> but the traditional home ec, where you learn how to bake, where you learn how to. You know, make brownies, make cookies, uh, the the essential just biscuit recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to hold a knife. What's the right knife? You know, what is a cup? What is a you know uh, a measuring spoon? Yeah, kids don't know that anymore. Like you know, I'm like, what is it? How many ounces to a cup? Average kid couldn't tell you that. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. they would go Google it on their phone. You know, so mm-hmm. we just live in that world. But I think you know, being that we live in this whole cell phone and Instagram and all this stuff world. It just, you know, makes you not connected to 
life anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so I just always like, you know, let me get kids back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And the way I do it is through food, you know, and I think this is really important because it one just gives them a different look, gives them a different opportunity, um, and just shows them like, oh, mate, I don't have to be pigeonholed or going to college and being this. I could really be a chef. I could get some money. I can get out here and start cooking. I can be a restaurant manager. I could be a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I can be a restaurant owner. You know, it, it's just so much more than it's just cooking. Um, especially here in Detroit now, being that, you know, Detroit's kind of, you know, going on that, that lane to be a food mecca, you know, is important. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. And one of the things, too, with Detroit, too, is even though Detroit is a, a food mecca, I, I think you, you said it best earlier. Um, there are so many things and so much, uh, history. I, it, we didn't talk about the third book, right? No, not yet. Yeah. yeah so segueing into that, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about what the third book is about? Yeah, so I just wanted to tell the story um, and some of my story of how my family migrated from the South to to Detroit, mm-hmm. right? And what happened during that time, you know, what kind of recipes did they bring with them? You know, what kind of traditions that came with it? Uh, we just always tell the story of music, you know, in Motown. But, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit was already rolling before that. Right. So I wanted to, you know, yeah, kind of tell. Came to Detroit. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so but I wanted to tell the story. How and why, you know, because like you think of if you've been on a road trip with your grandmother in, in Detroit going back down south, you know, there was a box of chicken in the shoebox, you know, fried chicken in the shoebox and biscuits. You know, it wasn't no stopping on the side of the road and ordering food. It's like, oh, we, you're right, though. you know, that we, we driving down and the same way coming back. So I wanted to tell some of those stories and and hear, you know, from different chefs that's been here doing the work, um, you know, that's had boots on the ground a long time. I wanted to talk to and tell the story of like how urban farm, everybody's like, oh, all these urban farms are starting to happen in the city of Detroit. And that's become a big thing in the last couple of years. But when I was growing up in Detroit, we had a backyard with a farm already. You know, there was a lot of people growing like, Yeah, farms, you know, like yeah. my grandmother's, you know, growing collard greens, tomatoes, my you know, okra. Too. You know, we had chickens, you know, and we grew up on Grand River and, and, uh, and Monta Vista. So, mm. like, it went no, you know, bandit lots downtown, midtown, and all these mm-hmm. other other areas on the east side to to grow farms. No, we did it right in our backyard. So mm-hmm. I wanted to tell some of those stories and traditions as well. And then, you know, you had these chefs that's now here in Detroit that migrated, like myself, came back, um, you know, and, and it's kind of doing this whole new food renaissance. And and I want to talk to you know some of the chefs like yourself to ask you know why you came to Detroit and 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 kind of. Get some of those chefs some some light to kind of speak to you know why they came to Detroit, um, and just more importantly, man, just really telling the story of how Detroiters were always strong through tra- transition of migration from the South to you know to the city going bankrupt to now this whole thriving mm-hmm. city now um, yeah. is kind of just talking 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 through it through food, absolutely, you know, so um, and it is. It is good too because honestly, I was I was gonna make a red leprechaun and a, <laughs> a phoenix joke, but you know, considering you know the, the history you're speaking of, right. it will be joke to reference that type of joke too. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know no. there's there's a lot more history to Detroit outside of red leprechauns. Yeah, no, saying, for sure. You know? So you know, mm-hmm. um, and and that's kind of like 
you know, I, and I didn't want to be, you know, cheesy and be like, oh, we just now we start talking about this, all this fun stuff that's happening in Detroit now. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. Like, Detroit was a meat and potatoes town. Everybody worked the plant. Everybody went home and cooked dinner every night. On the weekends, mm-hmm. you probably went out. You know, but you didn't have five-star restaurants. And you had yeah. Michelin-star chefs. And, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't an elevated food like that. But it was good food. You knew where to go get good food at. You yeah. knew, you know, how mm-hmm. to... Get you a burger and yeah. Nemo. <laughs> right. You know, but now you have all this amazing stuff that's happening. And so I'm just like, all right, well, let's let's get back to the base. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then let's bring it forward to what we have to now in this whole new Detroit, I guess, if you if you call it that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at the end of the day, right, you know, Detroit's Detroit. There's plenty of opportunities and uh, for a city that's uh, on, its, on its way to being 70% people of color. Um <laughs> We're gonna sit here and continue to to properly represent and and, yeah, and do things. Absolutely. Um, so you got do you you want to shout out a team member? You said you, you got the team with you. Like what? How who who's your um who who would you say is your ace? My ace. Um, I got a few man. Um, you know, Chef Lance. He's you know definitely one of the ones that you know been with me since I got back from River Bistro to now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Rudolph, our PR guy, he's been, you know, with us and, and really helped kind of push this whole, you know, helping market and strategize. Um, and, you know, all the cashiers, man, like, you know, it, especially at Coop, um, is important because they're the front, you know, the first ones on the line to talk with a guest. And so they do really well. Array mm-hmm. to Michelle to, um, twin, like, you know, just, Got some good, it's good yeah, team members, you know, yeah. and then and my family, man. Like my family's really been a, you know, a strong support. Um, you know, everybody, all my family, Detroit, you know, they come out every week and support. Some of them work with my uncle, you know, works as a dishwasher there. So we just got, you know, just a good, good team of people and um, and good support. And I think that's just really going to help get to the next level. Um, and you know, onboarding a new project and um, you know, three new projects all at one time this year. Is uh, is a lot, but you know to have a strong support system is good. Man, that's the signs of a good leader, though. Like yeah. he asks you, name um your star player, man, the whole squad. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right, I don't have star right, players, yeah, man. No, I got the no, squad. Yeah, and that's what take, you know, we like all, it, yeah, you know, because um, you, you can't do it by yourself, right? And then people mm-hmm. are like, oh, chef, you're the star. No, and everybody, you know, because some days I don't even cook, you know, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Like, I just sit back and just let them kind of do their thing it's and nice just kind of help manage sometimes. But sometimes I get in there and have to, you know, get on their ass and, and, and get in there too, you know. So, um, but, you know, that is a sign of a good leader, you know, and that's one of the things I kind of, you know, would like to get better this year is like just leading and, and kind of relinquishing some of the responsibilities of myself all day. Because, um, you know, sometimes we just get into that creative mode where we think we got to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um and so leading on your team a little more is, is important. What's, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, when you go out and do your shopping at home, do you do it the same way as when you're getting your shopping list done for the restaurant? Uh, yes and no. Um, it's about, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> question. So, like, when I'm, I want to know too. <laughs> when I'm shopping for the restaurant, I'm more on that creative, like, all right, let's buy what we need, but what we're going to have for special. You uh-huh. know, if there's some microgreens, let's buy that. If we're going to have some nice heirloom tomatoes, let's get those. Um, and I like to 
I still like to shop because sometimes because I just like to window shop and pick out what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because I'm doing it for specials or whatever. But when I'm shopping for home, I'm just like, well, I better put something in the refrigerator because ain't nothing in here in a month, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and I'll buy stuff and it end up normally in the freezer because, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. you really home. But and when I'm at home, I just buy stuff that's quick, right? right. And then. But so I'm, I am shopping, buying those tomatoes, and mm. um, I always got to have the big five, I guess I'll call it. Tomatoes, onion, some kind of salad, um, a half a chicken or a whole chicken that I can just break up how I want to mm. do it, piece of fish, um, and, like, some yogurt. So is that what you consider fast food? Like, Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm over here thinking, like, you pulling out of – Piece out the freezer. <laughs> no, like it's like all right. I'm gonna throw you know I'll break the you know, chicken breast down, pound it down, and you know saute that down. If it takes more than ten minutes, five ten minutes, I don't want to do it. Make a salad, oh, okay. you know, throw some you know dressing yeah. on it and call it a day. Um, but just remember too, right? Like Chef Max is five ten minutes. He took like <laughs> ten years right, 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 to right. make it. To the right. Yeah, that's what I'm like <laughs> curious. Like your five or ten minutes probably would took me an hour. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, I it's, mean, it's, here, like, it's a little different. <laughs> no, but I, I just like on Sundays I like to you know just have people over and cook. I like to have people over every day if I could. Um, yeah, you know, I just like, you know, like cooking and entertaining. So, no, I do want to ask what's the difference between all of that and then when you were doing private chefing? Not much difference, okay. right? Because, you know, being a personal chef, man, it's kind of like being at your house. Like, you're at that person's house every day. So that becomes like your kitchen. Um, you know, every time I'm a personal chef or somebody is like, oh, this is my house, but don't go in chef kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. So people automatically say that. Right. And so the client be like, oh, that's your kitchen. We don't want to come in our kitchen. Like, chef, can I get some milk? Well, it's your damn house. It's your milk. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> they be like, so, you know, like, oh, chef is territorial of it. But and they just think that, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's like, yeah, don't come in here. But <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, it sounds like I have no complaints. For yeah, me no, like. no. But it's um, it's always fun to, to do that. But. When you're being a personal chef, man, you're you're babysitting, you're you know socializing, you're talking to the client, you're being a counselor. You know they come home and they have an issue or they're going through it. You know, like you're mm. talking talking to them while you're cooking. You know, same thing you do. Your friends came over. You know, so sound like a bartender, right? Right. <laughs> you know, you're bartending. Somebody's asking you to squeeze, you know, a drink or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's um it's it, it's that. So you're you're Entertaining and cooking, so yeah, that's why make, everybody can't be a personal chef because it's a little more than just cooking. You had to make the drinks too, like sometimes you or know, they like kind of did their own thing with that. No, sometimes they'd be like, "Hey, chef, can you open a bottle of wine, or you know, can you make us a cocktail?" Okay. You know, and like it's nothing crazy, but um, you know, they do ask. You know, if you're getting paid mm-hmm. to be a person, like personal chef, and they pay you that much, they think you're at the <laughs> beck and call. You know, so um, that's the only. Downside of being a personal chef, like you know, yeah. you get a call at two in the morning to come make an omelet. Well, you, you know, if you stand in the house, you better try to make that omelet. You know, cause it's gonna be a, a rough breakfast, <laughs> a rough lunch the next day if you didn't do it. You know, so um, you know that's why some clients, you know, are notorious for that kind of stuff. You know, mm. uh, I won't put no names out there, but it's uh, <laughs> you know that's the challenge of being a personal chef. Like, damn, oh, like, okay. all right, when I'm off, I'm off, but 
Nah, you always on call to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm, <yeah. laughs> so, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know, nah, I'm going to need that obli. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> it's, I know it's 2.30 and I'm drunk, but I need that obli. Or, you, or, you know, like, they, they'll say, hey, we want we want this for lunch. And then you start making that. Then they walk in and be like, oh, no, I want this. <sighs> what the hell am I going to do with all this food now? Oh, that would have crushed me. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> I always, man, I always, you know. The first time that happened to me, too, was such a, I don't think my my brain was processing. (laughs) Right. You're like, what? I just cooked. I just made this food. You want me to, so what am I doing with this? Yeah, no. Later? That'd be the hard part. Like, oh, y'all tripping. (laughs) You know, but it's, um. It's fun, man. If if I could do it again, I would later on in my career. Um, yeah. After the restaurants and all that stuff, I would, you know, go back to being a personal chef. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like I'm too old for it. I would need to be like right at eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> you gotta have but, that energy, huh? <laughs> you know, but, but a lot of chefs do that in their career. You know, what I'm saying yeah, they get yeah. fifty, sixty years old, and they go, you know what? I want to be a personal chef for somebody in the Hamptons. Right. You know, I want to go be a personal chef for somebody in South Beach or South of France, and. You know, on a yacht, you know. Where, that might be a little easy. They might not call you at 2 a.m. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you, you know, the sleep. times I've went out to the Hamptons and, and, and been, you know, personal chef with guys that got real, real, real long money. You know, they're like, they're cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. one meal a day or mm-hmm. two meals a day, you know, and it's easy stuff, you know. Um, it'd be the rappers and yeah. athletes and <laughs> You know that that they just go over the top. You know, it's like God, Lee. You really gotta. You, you don't with, have to be this way. Sitting but, back with the I'm gonna need that 13 course meal. You're right. Yeah. 13. No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Chef, it's, it's been great. Oh man, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Anytime, let me know. Come through and we'll uh do some food and and, and have some a little more interactive next time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Chef Maxie, you've been great. You know, you. Uh, for those who don't know, Chef Max came in. On, on a fill-in, he was uh, gonna, uh, <laughs> watch up with us, but uh, excellent show, even better than some of our main shows. Right. I say, so. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Thank we you. appreciate you on here so much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you want to support Chef Max, you can do a couple of things. I would always say, you know, to support your friends uh, who are in the restaurant industry, buy all of their non-restaurant products first prioritize those so get the books you know all that then come into the restaurant get the food you know but (laughs) or you do all that one time all at once (laughs) doing everything yeah you come down and get the book and 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 everything spices get it all (laughs) get it all all right and then um how how we follow you on social media uh is that chef max hardy um on all social media platforms uh the website is uh www.chefmaxcell.com dot com um and then coop detroit and um all that good stuff so. okay and then what are the names of your books uh cooking with Damari is the first one um and then marley coffee cookbook um stare it up um it's a really dope book coffee infused with rohan marley by marley's son mm. um so good good gifting book yeah absolutely thank you so much chris connections shout out ellen <laughs> Chris too cool. I'm trying to be. Me and Chris will have a uh, sex show. See you next time.